Good evening, everyone. Good evening. That old Don's making me laugh here. But anyway, it's good to laugh. And this is Veronica Entwistle. Somebody told me today that anger, imploded anger, the other side of that is actually a big laugh. Now think about it, you know, we put the anger in, we put the anger in, and there's this pot-boiling little volcano in there. (laughs) So it might be fun to blow the anger out with a conscious laugh. Try that next time. I just heard that today, and I thought it was kind of a fun uh, thing to share with you. And what I'd like to talk about tonight is coming from the heart. I believe we did some of that last week because I had done that interview with Baptiste de Pape, who is a wonderful man who did a movie called The Power of the Heart, and he did a book called The Power of the Heart, which is um, a whole series of connections with some pretty famous people, people that you've studied and I've studied, Deepak, um, Oprah, uh, Eckhart Tolle, Maya Angelou. I don't think Oprah is a great um, uh, metaphysical guru, but um, she certainly does present them, doesn't she? And Marianne Williamson and the fellow who did, uh, what's his name, uh, Pablo Chiello. I can't remember how you say his last name. I think it's Chiello. And he did The Alchemist. Um, there's all these different people that he went and talked to all over the world and brought together what they had to say about coming at life from the heart. You and I know that there are a lot of people in the spiritual realms who say, I always come from the heart. And I look at them, I know within myself that I can sometimes, and at times I can't, or sometimes it happens through me and sometimes it doesn't. And I think that's probably true for most people. Some people never come from the heart, but those are the ones that we want to love to bits because it just means they've been hurt and they can't trust coming from the heart. But the thing that the guides have told me from, oh, way back since I started working is that when when I started working in this mode as an intuitive, as a healer, as a uh, all-round uh purveyor of frequency and somebody who goes out into the universe and loves to come back and share. I like to adventure and I think a lot of you do too. One of the things that um, we've learned is that being afraid, uh, guess who's afraid? We all are, right? Okay. We all say we're not or we, we try not to be in order to be good metaphysicians, but I think it's much more practical to go in and feel your fear. Because if you really can get hold of these things, you can actually work with them, massage them, release them, give them the respect they need so that they can move on their way. And uh, the, the thing about the fear is that we can hold it in and make it very tight inside our chests and so on and keep our faces. You see it in people's faces. You see it in the alignment of the jaw. You see it in the tension of the skin. You see it in the way the lines are. There's kind of a holding in, a kind of a drying up of the person because they've learned to balance their life and keep the fear at bay, but use it as some kind of litmus paper about where to go and what to do. And and the guides have said for years and years, you know, if you can learn to radiate love, if you can learn to consciously open up your heart and really let the love go out, it in itself is such a... Um, a gift to your radiance, a gift to your aura, and actually, in turn, it protects you, it lifts you, it helps you feel um, safer, feel lifted out in the world, and it helps you kitchen-tickle other people 
So it's like when we talk about all the meditation, we do our uh, conjoint meditation in this show so that we create a coherent field all around us. Wonderful thing. And within that field, anyone in that field is able to heal some things, heal other people, heal deep fears in themselves. It, it may not all happen 100% in the moment, but I promise you, if we radiate out there, we start changing the ambiance of the world around us and inside of ourselves. And so let's talk about coming from the heart again, because it's a big job. It's a great big job to learn how to do it and to do it consciously in dangerous situations. I was talking to somebody earlier, I'd been through a huge crisis, a huge crisis of self and uh, relationship to the world and so on, and saying, you know, it would be really interesting instead of withdrawing or holding, almost like if you look at yourself as a cyclonic being, because you're a vibrational vehicle of light, and so am I, right? So if you imagine inside of yourself, oh, this is a little sidebar, boop, let's go out to the side here. I learned years ago, because I used to be cheeky, because I got way beyond that, right? And I would learn, I learned that, uh, I used to say that astrology isn't very important. But then I learned through the years that People who have a very cyclonic, like a cyclone inner self, whirling all the way up through the perineum, right up through their whole body, very often have a lot, either have a lot of Scorpio or are Scorpio by nature. So let's use them as our uh, test case and say a Scorpio who has a kind of a cyclonic energy moving up, whereas like a lot of Pisces have, like if you have a microcosmic ocean and it'll be ah, these waves and stuff that are kind of not necessarily turbulent, but they go all over the place. They puff and roll and all that sort of thing. The Scorpio kind of goes more of a, of a, a cyclonic. And that's when I began to really find it interesting to watch people and make decisions about their astrology to test out my little theory. And cancer is a much different kind of a cyclonic thing, but they're wa- it's a wider one and has different colors from my perspective. It's a wider cyclonic thing with more waves in it and sometimes spills over the edges of the vibrational vehicle that contains it. That is a person, right? So anyway, talking to someone who's a Scorpio, I go, okay, the tendency is to have a very, very big love within, but the tendency is to take this uh, scorpionic uh, inner energy rollingness and in, in a state of fear or a state of tension or a state of mistrust and a desire to go away and protect oneself will kind of close that. Picture the cyclone turning round and round and round and then closing it in on himself, closing it in, closing it in, closing it in all the way up through the whole length of his vibrational vehicle or his body. And then when he closes it in, there's less interaction at that time if you want to create something and you want a yes coming back, you want to create what they talk about in improv is a yes and, a constant feedback that's positive about what it is you're trying to create but you're tight like a tourniquet inside you won't do that you'll kind of leave a um, you know how sometimes you go into the world and you think gosh it's almost like I'm invisible nobody's really responding to me they're not even answering me 
But quite often, it's that self-love or that self-generating love and presentation that goes on out there. But if it doesn't go out there at all, stays inside of you, no one responds to you because you and I are energy vehicles first and foremost. Techniques like, um, well, we're going to do coming from the heart technique and we're going to do our sacred geometrics tonight. I've had several people ask for a little bit of help. Please take me into the structures tonight. And I certainly am going to do that. Um, I'd also like us to all go from the heart. And so let's start off our whole discussion on coming from the heart with just this very simple exercise that came from uh, Baptiste de Pape, who wrote The Power of the Heart. And his movie is out, so you might want to check for that movie. I think it's one of those um, uh, special screening kinds of movies, so you have to look online to find out where it's being shown. He's been showing it 65 countries around the world, and he's actually showed up with it. And people are literally coming apart, because if you want to come from the heart... Think about this cyclonic thing that I just talked about in a scorpionic situation. If you want to come from the heart, it means breaking free, doesn't it? It means breaking open for most of us because most of us that have had any abuse. How many of you have ever had any abuse? Duh, probably everybody. Most of us, when we have abuse, learn to kind of harden off certain fields and frequencies And to admit that to yourself, to really get familiar with the kind of frequencies inside and then break them apart so you can radiate your love, which is essentially in there, your love and connecting with the divine, the divinity within you and the divinity around you. It becomes like an infinite pool of lovingness. So let's us start by doing a love-building exercise. Oh, it's not all hokey, and it's not Valentine's, but every day can be Valentine's if we work it out, right? Rub your hands together. I think rubbing your hands together, like the palms of your hands back and forth, back and forth, back and forth, is a great way to not only build up the energy fields in your hands so that you can pull them apart and like a taffy pull, extend the way energy moves between one and the other, But at a yoga class where I was not very long ago, they said that rubbing your palms together like that really energizes certain uh, vibrations in your brain, neurotransmissions and so on. I can always use that. And it's been instinctive for me to just start rubbing my hands together just before I channel or just before I work with uh, some of you clients, right? So I always rub my hands together, get the energy going. Now take a couple of deep breaths. We're going to actually have a quiet period here where we're going to do six deep breaths. Okay? So you've rubbed your hands together, or keep going if you haven't yet, and take your palm and put it up against the center of your chest. Good. And then we're going to do six breaths. You're going to do a deep in, but it's short like this. And then a longer out. Okay, so we're going to do six of those. Ready?
Now, how does that feel? <clears throat> Pay attention to how your body feels. So it's the focus, your deep focus, and the clarifying of that breath running through your body. And from what I understand, I think a lot of you feel kind of a little bit high on that. And from what I understand, do that a number of times. You know, it doesn't take very long. And then when you're in a state of stress and you just put your hand on your chest, your body will drop into that awareness and you'll learn to come from the heart. And when you're coming from the heart, guess what? Apparently, it really helps you to be in the purpose of your life, in the true spirit of your life. You're the only one in the universe that's you. I still find that amazing. I always thought, because I had so much criticism coming my way, I always thought somebody would come along and tell me how to be me, the real me. They don't know. They don't know, ladies and gentlemen, because you're the only one that's you. So they can criticize your hairdo or your clothes or your rudeness or whatever, but they don't really know what your journey is. Most people don't. And the bigger, saddest part is that you don't always have the confidence to stick by your guns and really be in truth with who you are. But these simple little exercises on dropping in to the truth of who you are can really help us be who we are. And, you know, some people, I, I mean, if you've got a gift or two in there, some of you are lucky enough to have kind of a writhing inside a discomfort, a disquiet, until the urge of discovery moves through you and it really helps you to discover what it is you're here to do, you know. Maybe it's to write a book, to dance a dance, to make a movie. It doesn't matter. Maybe you're not doing the work that you came for and a lot of your stuff just keeps falling apart. Maybe, uh, as some people have said, Rowena cried her past, and I've, we ran her uh, early interview because she was a wonderful, wonderful artistic woman. But I remember, I don't know how many of you heard that interview, which is now podcasted on my site, veronicaantwistle.com, uh, but she uh, passed at, I think, 79 or 80, but she was an absolute groundbreaking uh, artist. And she spoke of many, many things about the drive in her to create art. And she plucked out of the world that she saw universal patterns and uh, sacred geometrics. And she even did like the reconstruction of houses and all kinds of very magical things. She had uh, circles where she got people to awaken to their own power. And she also worked at CIIS, which is Center for Integral Studies, along with Matthew Fox. I think they were, they were instrumental in implementing an awful lot of the programs there. But I remember in the interview with her, I found her interview just quite fascinating. She's done divination cards. She had those really going strong in the 90s, and they were really, really powerful. Um, I remember her saying, you know, you have to follow your bliss. She's back to, um, you know, uh, I forget his name right now because I'm under pressure. <laughs> but follow your bliss. And what she said is it might put you through anguish. It does put you through anguish at times. But following your bliss 
is the only way to really realize who you are. And and um, Baptiste de Pape found out that when he was working with all of these big people, all these big names on following the heart and getting in touch with what you're supposed to be doing or what your true soul journey is, he says to come from the heart, you have to reconfirm that commitment every day because it doesn't just happen. It's a choice that you make at a very, very deep and a cellular level. And a lot of times it means it's not easy. He says sometimes it's just very bleak when you're doing that because a lot of times uh, the world doesn't love it when you follow your heart. You know, the world will think that you're really wrong. Let me see if I can. Um, here it is. Sometimes you need to be terribly brave. This is a quote from Coelho, who is the guy who did The Alchemist. And he said, the guy, sorry, the gentleman who did The Alchemist. He had, his story moved me to tears, says to Pap. He had lived and embodied the power of the heart. His story shows that sometimes you need to be terribly brave to follow your inner voice and passion when no one but you can hear or comprehend it. But your courage will be rewarded. The road from head to heart may be short, may not be short or easy, but it will lead you to your destiny. And as DePap said in the interview, he said it's really interesting to think the word courage comes from heart. Cœur in French is heart. So the word courage is coming from your heart, and you all know what courage means, right? So back to coming from the heart. I hope that you're going to phone in tonight, and we're going to talk about Whatever you want to talk about in your own life, but I also feel like when we're talking about healing and physical things, there's a tremendous mapping in the body-mind of how you store um, physical problems. You store emotions, you store beliefs, you store fears, you store all kinds of reactions to life. And they show up in some sort of afflictions or limitations in the body-mind. And very often, if we can really look for what those feelings are, then we can release those feelings and ultimately the, the healing can happen, right? So I want to go back to following the heart, going into the heart, even though we're saying that it takes courage, right? But uh, as you follow the heart, as you let your heart lead you, very often you won't get all these incredible aches and pains and uh, damage that comes from leftover feelings and reactions that have been plugged into various parts of your body. I mean, think about the heart itself. How many people have had heart surgery? Oh, my gosh. And when I was living in Tel Aviv, well, we were over in Israel for a while, and I thought it was amazing because there were all these guys who were really incredible business people Obviously, they were Jewish. We're over in Israel, right? In Tel Aviv. But every one of them had this huge scar going down the front of their chest. And I went, oh, wow. You know, and Israeli men are actually quite emotional. I went, well, that, it, it sort of struck me as, um, as kind of a signature on these emotional beings who are in a kind of a, I don't know what kind of businesses they were in, but pretty much, I would say, 75% of the ones that I saw down at the beach who would be, I don't know, they were older than I was at the time, and I was just in, okay, I was in my uh, early 40s or something, and they were a lot older than I was. But they all seem systematically to have this incredible 
scar down the front of their hearts. And I'm like, wow. And the heart is a muscle. And where you hold against your life, and if you don't release it, if you don't let your heart talk to you, but you shut it up and you stuff things in there, I don't even need to ask you, what do you think happens? So we have a caller, Aaliyah. Aaliyah, welcome to the show. How are you, darling? Are you coming from the heart? Yes, actually, I just noticed I'm looking up at the night sky, and there's a cloud right in below the moon that looks like a heart. Uh, and, and, yeah, so, and it's got like a little bit of a jagged thing in the middle, like it's been scarred or something. Uh, One of those so, uh, lockets took two pieces. <laughs> oh, lovely. So, yes, how, how are you doing? I'm doing good. I went swimming today. I got in the ocean, and I realized how much lighter that makes me feel. I mean, a lot of my... You know, body pain goes away uh, when I'm in the ocean, so you just have to remember to do it. <laughs> and it's lovely right now. It's like 70 degrees in the um, clear, very clear, so you can see down on the bottom. Wow. We have, yeah, an, odd, we have an odd connection. Unusual. Oh, can you hear me? We can, but okay. if I speak to you, it gets really rattly. So tell me, what's going on in your life, darling? Well, we talked earlier today, and that's basically what's going on. Um, but, uh, yeah, I think it's, uh, it's very interesting, um, the, the information that I seem to be getting, but not on a verbal level most of the time. <laughs> I could sit in the sun for, like, hours and never burn. It's bizarre. <laughs> oh, wow. That's wonderful. Are you fair? Yes. And I've been doing this for like three years, no sunscreen. Um, it just, I started to notice it about three years ago that I had somehow shifted in such a way that I no longer am, you know, I don't know, I'm allergic to the sun, you know, the way, you know, sunburn is kind of like a, like a sun allergy almost. But uh, yeah, something's going on. Oh, that's what am I wonderful. Good at? do you have any questions or anything else to report because i think what we're going to do is a sacred geometric and i know you're good at those things so do you have any questions or anything um yeah i was wondering if maybe you could help my friend patty who's going through so much physically and emotionally right now regarding i think you know her life and sort of like i think for a lot of us that are sort of really you know been on the path for a long time, um, we get to a point where our life just completely breaks down and there seems to be nothing in front of us. Uh, everything that we used to love is gone. I mean, it gets very bleak. Are you there? Yeah. How, how old is she? Uh, I think she's in her 60s. Okay. And she's just dealing with an awful lot of, you know, she, she gets dizzy a lot from the I don't know what it is. I'm not sure if it's the shift or, you know, like I sense these things too. Like I told you, I got, I actually was um, sick the other day, physically sick from, from the energy. But, Mm. um, you know, she's going through it so much. I'm wondering if there's something we can do for her that will help her. Is she also Pisces? Not much she's a Pisces, no. 
I'll, the reason I said that is because she has a great deal of, I want to say, sentimental energy in her that's trying to move. And, um, mm-hmm. you know, there's a huge grief that comes up when, you know, I have felt this too. Maybe people at home have where you sit there and go, well, I don't even know if I'm sentimental anymore because things haven't worked a certain way or you can't count on people the way you did or something. She's got a lot of old feelings that are trying to move through her and they're moving from my perspective like I asked if she was Pisces because like a lot of energy in a Pisces kind of person will move and um, she can't see the beginning or the end or the bottom or the top. Yeah. She's on antidepressants for a long time and I think she's slowly taking herself off of these one by one and they are affecting her but uh, or they have been. I think when you suppress those things through medical uh, means that they basically kind of fester a little bit. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's something of what she's going through. But I think she also feels everything on a very physical level. So mm-hmm. she's getting, you know, like I used to sense energy vortexes when I would cross the street, you know, or, or you know, just different energy vortexes. And that's what would make me feel dizzy. Well, imagine that if you had it going on all the time, you wouldn't be able to drive anywhere, you wouldn't be able to shop, you can't, you know, there's things that you cannot do. Kind of a weakness in her body, she says. Mm-hmm. I was just wondering if there's, yeah, I think there's a lot of suppressed stuff, but I think just being on this planet and having a higher consciousness uh, throughout the sort of lower density stuff can, can almost be traumatic. Well, it is traumatic, without a doubt. Well, I think there's a um, shift going on, even though I was saying cheekily not that long ago, I think the shift went in the wrong direction. But I, <laughs> I, feel, <laughs> I feel like the shift is going on. But there's a parting deep in the, you know this, deep in the womb or the belly of each of us. I don't care if you're a boy or a girl, you still have a womb in terms of the energy. And there, when I see her, I see... Uh, the se- it's you know they talk about the different earths. I feel like she's separating deep down inside from what was, and it, it would make her dizzy. It makes me dizzy to look at her, and I'm going, okay. There's a uh, we can help her. We can all help each other by looking at her and recognizing that that actually is. A really gifted thing for her. She wants to come. For example, we're talking about coming from the heart. She wants to, but she doesn't have uh, the cl- when she gets like this. She doesn't have the clarity. And I think when she gets farther out of the antidepressants, maybe she could take uh, some amino acids for her brain for a while. But when she okay. gets out of some of the antidepre- antidepressant energy, she's going to start getting a clarity in there. And the big danger of this, Aaliyah, you know this and people at home, that some of those medications have truly suppressed decisions that she's making on behalf of her own, for example, heart. You see? You see what I mean? Mm. And uh, and she's going to be okay, but she has to, uh, we know what, what I used to call it a nervous breakthrough. You know, you go through these things that seem like you're kind of going crazy, but actually it's just a breakthrough. And it's like separating from the suppressions and letting the rising, uh, the the rising reevaluation of what your life is come on up. It's a huge shift. It's a real rebirth. 
It's not a near-death experience, but on certain levels you could call it that, couldn't you? Well, I would call it like an ongoing. For her, I had a dark night of the soul that lasted probably about, I want to say about 10 years, but she's got one that's been going on for a long time, too. Yeah, but honey, you can't do all those antidepressants and not have it go on and on, right? Well, that's what I'm saying. I mean, I'm not criticizing her for doing it, certainly, but um, I know that that's part of what's affecting her. But she's also, I think, hypersensitive to whatever else is going on. So whatever is going... I would say that the drugs cause a hole in the aura. And whenever yeah. you have a hole in your aura, then there's leakage coming in from other people. And then you don't know. It's kind of like being a Pisces. <laughs> you don't know what, what emotions are yours. <laughs> yeah. Having no boundaries. Uh, being a, an emotional sponge. Or so, being mis- um, missable is a good word, isn't it? Where... Two yeah. colored waters just mingle, and uh, yeah, uh, but I think she's uh, she's got a sharpness coming up, meaning there's a birth coming up in her. I don't mean she's pregnant, but she's pregnant right. with self in a way, and that's going right. to make her feel a lot better. That'll might take a couple of months yet, but um, as long as she's moving, f- for like taking herself off the depression, the uh, antidepressants. You know this can be dangerous if you go jumping at it. But bit by bit is yeah. going to release bit by bit, isn't it? It's going to release bit by bit. And I see this rising kind of more pointed self coming up. And you'll see it in her eyes. They'll start being really youthful at times. She's, she's yeah, quite a creative lady. Yeah, I think she's very lady. strong. Yeah, she's quite yeah. a what? Creative uh, lady. Um, she doesn't think so. But I, I know, think but so what? Can, so what? Because yeah. the she that she is isn't the she that she's going to be. So your greatest yeah. uh, servant service of her is to be kind of a cheerleader. Come on, girl. Come on. Here we go. Yeah. Let's do some art. Let's do some, you know, I don't know what, but something. Because she has the ability to create. And it's very beautiful. Cool. Well, I think she'll love that. I mean, yeah, sure it's different than what you're going to do. So it's not like, oh, it'll be just the same. No, mm-mm. it'll be her own way because she's going to come from her heart. And if you heard that little exercise, teach her that. It's really simple and it's um, easy and it's portable and it's free. Well, she's <laughs> been, yeah, she's been on this path for so long that she's gone through, you know, the harmonic convergence and all that stuff. And, and you know, the whole thing for her has been like, you know, several of these kinds of uh, episodes, you know, where you're going through it, a major shift and being part of that shift, or I think she's helping on a very deep level, and I don't think she knows that, and so I just encourage her to be aware of that, and she's like, I don't know what to believe anymore, I'm like, oh, none of us do, <laughs> it's I not know. what you believe, but it's the thing is, the thing all. is, Aaliyah, and everybody at home if part of the belief is that what I am is a microcosm of what's going on out there, if I'm really frustrated with it out there, I need to find it in me, that's enough to keep us really busy. And very often when we do that, then the belief on its effectiveness starts to perk because we feel a shift in ourselves and we feel more possible. It kind of gives you just on a very, very simplistic feeling level a sense of something that you can restructure with or believe in, you know. I think we talked about it earlier. Right. Beliefs are so funny. Every time I say, I believe, I go, yeah, right. How long is that going to last? 
<laughs> but uh, she's she's going to be she's you you are a good friend to her, and there's something mutual that goes on. You're very different by nature, but there's something mutual that goes on. So you can push and nudge each other in a lovely way, in a loving way. She'll be really different in a few months, probably just after Christmas, I would say. But I I'm not good at time, like many of us aren't, right? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, um, and that was my next question to you because you said something was going to come along for me, and I, and you're like soon, and I'm like, okay, now I know the spirit that could mean like ten years from now. <laughs> <laughs> like I can't deal with another year like I've had. Um, but uh, <laughs> don't ever say like, that. Yeah. No, I'm teasing you. Just like don't ever say it quite so uh, exactingly because you you just don't know. But I I feel like. Things are changing for you. And part of it is now back to this microcosm thing, you guys, is part of it is with Aaliyah, there's a breakup going on down in her her belly as well, probably closer to the navel area. And it's like I see all these vibrations that are coming apart where you have a certain kind of repetitive belief structure there. And that in turn... Like I was talking about the Scorpio person who was having trouble radiating out love because he had to get conscious about it, and that will make a difference. Well, you've got this way of uh, something holding a pattern inside, and you radiate out a steady kind of influence, but that's starting to break up. So what you radiate out is going to have more of a dynamic and more of a perk. And how it looks to me is that you're going to have a couple of new opportunities coming. And you're almost going to be very matter-of-fact, like, oh, I expected that. Oh, you know, and that's <laughs> going to take you probably a little sooner than Patty. But let's not make it a race, because you can make me wrong here, and I don't mind that either. I just care that we get something that gets us going, you know. Yeah. Well, the main thing, whenever feel things feel like they're the same every day, uh, mm-hmm. because I'm not paying attention. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm not paying attention to the little things. I'm in my mind too much. I'm in the future or in the past or not present. And then it's simple things. It's the always simple things, you know. Isn't it? And when I was in a lot of pain. Yeah, when I was in a lot of pain a few years ago, and I would be spending night after night like that, I would just say to myself, okay, well, there's got to be some part of my body that's not in pain. And it would be like my left heel. And so it focused my attention on that one part of my body that was not in pain. And that's the, and sometimes that's all you can do, you know. That's like, a, that's like a gratitude attention. kind of exercise too, isn't it? Well, I'm going to say goodbye, although I really enjoyed your call, because I want us to do our coherent, our group meditation, okay? Okay, cool. Well, thank you Thank again. you again for your call, sweetie. All right. Yeah. Okay. All right. All right. All right, everybody. Let's get to work. Try putting your hand on your heart. Not try. Put your hand on your heart again. Good. As soon as I did that, my even my feet felt it. See, it's a practice. So even though we didn't do the six breaths that time, it's a real practice. So let's call in. Close your eyes unless you're standing on one foot on the edge of a cliff or something. There we are. Close your eyes. Take a couple of deep breaths. Viva la breath, hey? And above your head, see a golden ball. It might be two miles up. And below your spine, another golden ball. And drop a filament of light from the upper golden ball down through your spine into the lower golden ball. 
And now you're on a skewer. That's it. And now drop a golden pyramid from the upper golden ball to about waist height. Push it out so you've got space in there. And then upside down, another golden pyramid poking into the lower golden ball. So when you put the two pyramids together, you've got a great diamond, a beautiful golden diamond. Inside of which you put a crystal ball. It's a lovely crystal ball. I see the shimmering spectral hues all through it. And inside of that, there you are in a star tetrahedron. It's your Merkaba, your light body, or it's, some of you will see it more specifically as a three-dimensional, like a star of David. That's right. And now I want you to spin and spin and spin and spin and spin in it. As soon as I start spinning and I get really dizzy. <laughs> I know, I know. It's, but actually, we are spinning our... Um, energy bodies and that's what stimulates the development of the light body the merkaba or the merkaba spin and spin and spin and spin and as you're spinning see in front of you the magical screen and the first screen you're putting a little movie up of you becoming what it is you want to become i want to become consciously multi-dimensional and really loving that's it coming from the heart Multidimensional, coming from the heart. That's it. And you want to become whatever you want to become. And I get the energies coming, so I wrap it in light because I know it'll continue perking away when I wrap it in light, move it over to the side. Then the second screen, you're creating a project of some sort. What is it that you're wanting to create? Yes. Now see all the resources coming to you the people, the money, the time, the location, the laughter, the ideas, have them all come. That's it. And just see the stream of support that comes to you and see your project creating itself and creating itself and creating itself until you go, woohoo, it's done. And now you take a minute and you create and develop all the streaming supports it takes to keep that project functional for as long as its natural lifetime. Perfect. Good. Now wrap that in light so it can stay perking away there because it's not, that project's not finished yet. We're giving it the opportunity to finish, take as long as it wants. And now let's co connect with the Galactic Healing Center. Now call in your healing guidance. You and I all have a team of uh, guides and angels, a huge, huge consortium of beings of light, beings of support. Some are aliens, some are just high beings, some are ancient, wise beings, others are beings that have never, ever embodied. Um, some have embodied, some might be old relatives, who knows? But I want you to connect with the little, the small group that's a group of specifically of healers and invite them into your galactic healing center and they create a circle around your fresh, beautiful healing table. Now the first person to come in and flop on that table is you or me. So let's go lie on our table and then you say to your healing team what it is you'd like to work on but perhaps they'll say to you what would be a good idea to work on. So you need to listen to them. 
So go in there and tell them. That's right. I'm not telling you what I say. It's a big secret, right? <laughs> but I have some issues I want to work on as well. There we go. And you can feel them. They start working on you, and you could feel the energy building up round and round and round you. Oh, boy. Yeah. And you also ask your healing team, take a look around, see what they look like, or can you get a sense of what they feel like if you don't see? And ask them if they have any pointers for you. What would they recommend that you do? Oh, yeah, that's cute. They always tell me the similar thing. Okay, wrap that in light and move it over to the side. And remember, your healing team is multidimensional, and they can replicate themselves. So have them replicate themselves around a fresh healing table. And we're bringing someone in. Now, here's a woman who's been in here before, and she has infinite numbers of body pains, but she's getting better and better. So we're taking a look at her. Come on in. That's it. And she's going to lie on the table. And we're asking to see where in her body-mind, where in her body-mind, all of this is from whence it emanates. You know, where's the, the pain coming from and what's going on in her that we can help or that our healing team is going to help her. She has a, okay. Now, the team is showing us, uh, the healing team is showing us that she has a deep, like a really intense, uh, a very odd kind of a nucleus of uh, rage, rage and terror. It's not just fear and anger, it's rage and terror is way down deep in the belly area. Now, what, what's housed in the belly area, as you know? is uh, everything left over. It's unconscious stuff, subconscious stuff, karma, old food, sexuality, parents. I mean, we're created in the mother's belly, aren't we? And we take on all of her old stuff, so lineage. Good. So this wonderful woman has got within her this incredible knot, and I've worked with her for a long time, but I have never seen this knot be quite as juicy and seeable, if you know what I mean. There we are. So we're going to ask the team if they can move it up and out. That's right. And we're going to ask that they show. And as they pull on it, it seems to hurt her legs and her feet. Yeah. Because a lot of our subconscious programming, it, it relates a lot to how we understand life or our circumstances in life or the support of the precariousness of life, right? Yeah, so this is, we're pulling this out, or they are pulling it out, really. Yeah, and they're showing that, the, oh, my. So I don't know, Carol, if you're feeling this, but there's a lot of work going on in your body. And as they pull it out, there's a lot going on down the legs and the feet and the understanding and the shoulders and the responsibility and the neck, which is consciousness of self. Wow, I hope that you're getting some feelings of possibility. I'm going to wrap this in light and ask if these beings of healing light will keep working with you as we let them stew over there. And they also can replicate themselves. So here comes a fresh 
healing table, a very fresh healing table. And we're asking uh, for the next person to come in who... um, Oh, this is an interesting one. This is somebody I don't know at all. It's a male, and um, and he's got some kind of deteriorating bone condition. Oh, my. You are listening to the show, I think. You've got a really interesting bone condition. And um, the team is working on... Um, yeah. There you go. And this has something to do with, I believe that you were born with this propensity. It has something to do with the structure that you've lived in as a small person and then the structure that has been damaged by um, much of the changing aspects of our society. Remember, um, I was talking to Aaliyah today and she was reminding me of... uh, I think it was Marciniak or some of those people that really laid the foundations for metaphysics way back and and talking about how um, we came in to bust up the system. Some of us came in to bust up the systems. I remember reading that and going, oh, yeah, I guess because I can't, uh, I think a lot of us are like this, can't really um, abide by the way the systems have constructed themselves I, I mean it's just so ridiculous how it has cost both life on the planet and anyway, I don't, I don't to go into that but this fellow who's lying here on the table who's in a certain kind of pain but it's more that his uh, systems his body structure is distorted by how his life it's like if, he, if you put your feelings in different parts of your body his body is really um, contorted by the way he has stored his feelings. He's got a real um, distortion in his bone structure and so on. And they're working away. The beings are working away on him. There we are. Yeah. They're saying that his glandular structure has been thrown out of whack. Yeah, that's it. His glandular structure was thrown out of, out of whack by a whole bunch of traumas when he was young, but also that that related to a great deal of uh, past life experience that he had. I keep seeing like life pulling apart, like the, the planets, Atlantis or um, uh, Earth changes, where he was pulled apart in earth changes and somehow the memory of that in his body structure is handling trauma in his life with some of the similar reactions. There we are. And um, I'm asking them what he, um, what he can do. Mm-hmm. Okay, so what they're doing is doing a whole running of energy through his body. And his etheric body looks much more even right now. And as they're saying, the creation of an even, well-balanced etheric body is going to help him a lot more. So let's wrap that in light. And let's um, take a look around the world. Let's do our global situation here. Let's bring in a table and put something from the world on this table. I don't know if you're going to call in and tell me what you'd like to put on the table. 
but I would like to, uh, I'm talking about the shift. I'm going, I would really like it if we could all learn to come from the heart, which remember is it has to be a conscious choice most of the time. Because when people say I come from the heart all the time, usually I look at them and it's not so. It's a harder, it's hard. Um, it's that we, we're a little like seeing enemies, you know, and when you see danger, you hear all the news, fear-inducing news stuff, and we uh, have a lot of traffic jams, and we've got time problems, and so on and so forth. It's pretty hard to un- be unconscious and keep your heart open. You pretty much have to ask it to open. You pretty much have to get going and open your heart over and over again, because like a seeing enemy, it's going to close up under pressure, is it not? going to be closing up under fear and other people's judgment and so on. So where was I going with all that? Okay, so let's take, I'm saying, let's put all the humanity on and see ourselves coming from the heart. We've got over here, we've got a table with all these war things on it. We've got a table here with all the greed manipulation stuff on it. Um, This is stuff that we've been going through for eons. I mean, it's ridiculous that we as human beings haven't launched ourselves out of the karmic process. We keep going back into those um, patterns. But I believe, and I think a lot of you do too, that we can break out of that. So let's just put those on the table, these patterns of greed over here on this one and the... um, yeah, the wars and destructions over here on this one. Just leave them like that right now. And let's call in from way out in the universe is this wonderful stream of healing light. And it's kind of an apricot color to me, a radiant apricot fuchsia salmon pink, uh, absolutely radiant transcendent color. And it's coming down through the top of our heads. You're calling it in with your mind as a sculpting tool and bringing it down through your neck and into your heart, swinging it round and round in the heart, back up, down your arms, into your hands and having it radiate out of your hands and your hands are going to pat these various places. You're going to see the, um, the danger and the war, the life and death struggles. You're going to see that soften because of the radiances of love and caring that you're putting out there. Yeah. And if we all did that regularly, might need to have a few more people involved, right? It can actually soothe what's going on. Now, first we do it on the war, and then we do it on the the kind of insane greed thing that... um, Yeah, I don't need to go into all the details, the political stuff that's kind of insane. There we are. There we are. And just feel that energy flooding these particular tables full of um, the seething reality of humanity. And then wrap it in light, wrap it in light. And remember that all of the goals in life are about you and I coming to terms with who we really are or and or maybe it's an either or situation and really feeling the love, feeling the love and radiating the love no matter what trauma or what experience we're in or what lack we're in or what gain we're in, whatever our life experience has been, to feel the love, to be the love, which is essentially going back into the heart, right? 
All right, so there we are just flooding these tables, and I want you to uh, take that energy out of your hands to send it all around the world, patting all the places where people are sick, the Ebola thing or uh, poverty. Oh, my gosh, there's a lot of poverty and seething. There's just so many places that people are seething in order to find some sense of their own identity, permission to have their identity so many people are really good and are trying to operate from the higher goodness. We're fueling them and giving them some light, pouring it from our hands. That's right. And have it go round and round and round and round and round the planet. And come back up into your hands. Fill up your arms. Run round and round in your heart again. And shoot up through your neck, out through the top of your head, way out into the great central sun. Yeah. Good. And now I want you to, um, is there anybody else that's going to call in? Or shall I just go around and pick on you? I like to pick on the people that are out there in the peanut gallery, paying attention but not really having the courage to call in. Because some of you are, um, I have to say, I'm looking at some of you out there who are awakening in a beautiful way. There's kind of an unfoldment, uh, uh, an opening into more of who you can be and a real understanding of your soul's journey. I can see that happening. Some of you have got like a really interesting, let's do the heart. Okay, I'm going to go and look at somebody. Okay, there's somebody who's extremely sad. I can see you sad. You've got swollen legs. I don't know. It's something to do with your heart. Um, you know, if you, if you have heart problems, very often you get phlebitis or you get uh, water retention and that sort of thing. And I'm looking at you and I'm going, anybody who's got that sort of thing, but most particularly this woman that I'm looking at who's very, very sad. And I'm saying, let's, put, let's drop into the heart, okay? Let's just drop into the heart and be there. Be like a little imp sitting in your heart and feel that muscle and how it's holding tight. It doesn't know what else to do. It's holding tight. You have to direct it. That's it. There you are. And when I tell you to do that and you direct it, you'll notice your arms are kind of achy. Good. Because the arms are sort of the extension of the heart. How I reach for what I want on the right side and how I receive what it is I'd like to receive on the left. And with this woman, I'm seeing the right, the upper arms are just aching. As soon as I say, go in there and talk to your heart, your arms start to ache. And that tells you, what does that tell you? I will decide this. <laughs> I'm just teasing you. I, I just feel like it tells you that your arms and how you reach for what you want and how you receive what comes to you are both kind of afflicted. Because the heart's going, I don't know. I don't know if I can trust. I feel like I've got so much emotion. I don't even know how to, how to let it go. So I'm going to say two things. One is put your hand on your heart, on your chest area, on the high heart or the center of your chest. I think either position would work. It's not just the pumping organ. The pumping organ needs a lot of TLC. But putting your hand right on the center of your chest and feeling, you can just take a breath or two. We don't have time for the whole six right now. Giving yourself permission to drop into the heart. 
Now here's another little exercise, especially for this lady who has this, um, uh, I don't want to do diagnosis, but you have a lot of fluid imbalances because of the pressure and tension in your heart and your ankles and, you know, legs and so on. But I want you to all try this at night, or it doesn't have to be at night, but it's a really good time to pay attention. Lie down and take a few deep breaths and put your hand on your heart. And I want you to enter your body as if you're a little imp and sit in there. Take a couple of breaths and sit right into the pumping organ of your heart. And imagine... Or, or if you can do this on a physical level, but otherwise imagine it. Imagine letting the air out of the tension. Imagine letting the tension flow out of your heart. You can do this. I used to practice this and it would make me laugh because sometimes it would go as if it were like a balloon or a tire that's been blown up. And I really want my lady, oh yeah, see, your, your light, the lady that I've been talking to out there, your light is a little brighter already. And it's just your, all of us, for all of us, our vibration lifts when we move the kind of tensions away from our body-mind. But sometimes you have to be, it's back to your heart thing, sometimes you have to be very conscious about moving the tensions in the various organs of your body. And tonight we were just working on the heart. So I think it's almost time for us to go. So this is Veronica Entwistle saying, check into my website, veronicaentwistle.com. A lot of you have been going, hello, and um, signing up on the Ask Veronica button. Ask a question. Let me know how you're feeling. Give me some feedback on Paradigm Shifters or on Radiance by Design and know that I send much love and my guides send much love to you. Good night. Thank you so much for listening.